Yo, 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 what it do? It's another week in the books with the On Deck TV podcast. I am Spike Lou. Man, holla at your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me on social media. And I am Spike Lou on all the same social sites. Catch me out in these tweet streets on IG if you're lucky. Absolutely, man. What's popping, man? How you holding in? I mean, it's cool. Is it, things are uh, a little lighter than the last two weeks, you know. So are I won't they? say. Yeah, I mean, fairly. <laughs> I mean, compared comparatively to everything that's been going True. on. Uh, corona cases up in these streets as <laughs> we knew they would be. But uh, we holding on out here, man. How you holding up? Man, I can't complain, man. Uh, listen, taking advantage of the things that they're, they're putting out here for us. There's some shit yeah. out here for us. Yeah, man, like it can help you get your foot back on the ground and get get going if you need to. There's a lot of good content out here as always to um, consume, so I'm happy about that. And we're able to still record and get the people what they want, man. Some on deck TV podcast. So, what we got to be mad about? Absolutely, man. What we got going on today? Man, this is a good one, a really good one, I would say. We're talking about this week, man. BET announces the 2020 BET Award nominees. We'll go over those. We'll also let you, excuse me, we'll let you know who's in and who's out. Gucci Man, he calls Atlantic Records polite, quote unquote, racist. I wonder what that means. And Eminem, he drops his GOAT list. But first, Lil Baby dropped a new video, Bigger Picture. Man, I hope you guys got to see that very dope visual. Uh, he got in his social commentary bag. Tell me, are you here for an artist like Lil Baby, who doesn't have a past of social commentary and speaking on things, getting into that social commentary bag with this brand new video? Uh, I am. And number one, the song is dope. Uh, the song is super dope. I give it to him. It, I, I feel it because it's an honest take on what's going on from his perspective. Um, everybody is in their social commentary bag right now. If we being honest, like this is too big of a deal to ignore. So you've got businesses. You turn on the Madden and they got the Black Lives Matter. You turn on the 2K. They got the, the T-shirts on like. Um, I've gotten emails constantly from companies of we support this and we're in favor of this and you see it on Twitter but the difference between Little Baby and some of these companies that are kind of giving these statements and whatnot is that it doesn't seem contrived his song did not seem forced um, it didn't seem like someone made him do that and against his will and he just threw some shit together it was authentic it was genuine um, and when other people and some of these businesses come off like pandering, I didn't get mm -hmm. that from him. Um, so, yes, I am here for it, man. I don't need little baby to, to, to drop a whole Martin Luther King album. But this song, let you let him let us know that he knows what's going on. He's aware and he's coming from his perspective and the people that he represent understand what's going on, too. I'm here for it. That shit was dope. What you think? Um, I, I agree with you. I think it was dope. It's always cool when you're able to switch your lane, get in a different pocket. <clears throat> and it seemed authentic, like you said. I'm, I, I want to see him be able to speak to these things because he's a young man. He was not too long ago out here in these Atlanta streets and, and going through things that people not as fortunate as him go through. So it was cool to see him on the bike with the T-shirts, with his homies out there just in the midst of it. I think the visual dropping at the same time as the song, that was really that was a good look. I don't know if you receive it the same way if you didn't get to see the visual with that. Did you watch the video first or did you let's listen to the audio? I listened to the song first, but I, I had been aware of the the picture, <clears throat> which is to be honest, it's a nice, it's a good picture of him on the bike, Itchify. in the streets, like the like the picture. It's a, it captures a, a nice moment in time. Um, it didn't come again. It didn't come off like a photo op. It didn't come off like let's go downtown real quick get this picture for this single. Like I I didn't get that vibe. So it, it, that and that's really hard to pull off. You you have to be super authentic for that to work because a lot of people could do that and look like man, fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You pulled up, took a photo, and dipped. But I didn't <laughs> get that from from him though. So, but I, I I need to watch the video. I actually haven't seen the video. I think the video added a lot to it for me. I ain't gonna lie. If I was just riding in the whip and this little baby song came on, I would be surprised if I didn't see the video coming with it. Not to say that it's not as good or takes anything away from it, but it did add to it. It was a great visual. Um, to be in this pocket on the song, to have his social commentary going on, I like rappers that are aware. I think it adds to it, gives them a layer when they can talk about what's going on and not, it ain't got to be in every bar. They ain't got to be KRS-One or Chuck D. I'm not expecting that from Lil Baby. Right. But like, 
being able to cut the switch on and being like, hey, I see what's going on, too. Not saying I've never experienced racism. So that's cool for uh, him. I think it's going to mainly the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway, I think is going to uh, increase his footprint. His persona is going to be larger. People maybe that didn't know LaBaby, even though he has one of the better albums of the year so far and probably one of the highest selling ones, people that didn't know him are going to get on this bandwagon. It's going to be like a cool thing to to like Lil Baby now because of this stance that he's taking when people are looking for artists, they're looking for celebrities to come out and say something. And I think that he chose a very comfortable uh, way to say it, even though it was a different lane, but I'm here for it. I'm here for him being able to do this and this growth from him as an artist to that first time that we seen him on Breakfast Club. And he was couldn't even pull the mic up to his face. Yeah. Uh, he in his bag, in his lane. He's arguably one of the hottest rappers in the game. I called this, by the way, oh, uh, from the first time that we seen him. I definitely said this, but I think that he's living up to what people want to see in like the new age, brand new rap star, the new generation. Yeah, no, he's waving a flag right now, leader of the new school without question. That video has 7.5 million views right now. Um, is that on par with where it need to be? I feel like that's a decent number. Yeah, I feel like that's cool. Like yeah. I said, I think people still discover a little baby. And then as this pandemic continues to grow and we continue to fight these social issues, that number is going to grow. I think you'll start seeing those images uh, from the audio, excuse me, that the images from the video in different places. I think... Uh, Kyrie needs to take a cue from Lil Baby on how to speak on the social issues, man. Just pick pick your right, a comfortable forum that you're comfortable Listen, in. Kyrie Irving plays basketball, man. If, if he can affect his message by saying, I'm not playing basketball, then hey, that's all he needs to do. I don't expect a symposium for him to write down anything and, and have anything going. Just tell me you ain't playing basketball and see what you can change. And he got it changed. Shout out to Kyrie, man. Shout out to Silent Avery Bradley, killer, man. man. Silent killer, man. <laughs> What we got next? Man, the BET Awards, man, the 20th annual BET Awards are still on schedule. They not fucking with the pandemic at all. They don't give a shit. So they doing this virtual? Have they uh, said? Man, they haven't said, but Sunday, June 28th, something is popping off. Um, and the nominees yeah. were just announced. Leading the nominations is Drake with six, followed Shut by up. Roddy Rich and Meg Thee Stallion with five. Now, looking at the list, um, mm-hmm. are there any surprises or outcomes that you want to see? Surprises, I would say, is that they left Doja Cat on here for best female hip hop artist. You would think <laughs> she don't they removed that. She, I, but I just don't. I don't see her. I don't see her stepping foot in there, near there, <laughs> taking no kind of backlash from that. So she in hiding. Um, also, I was surprised that Benny Boom was still on the director of the year ballot. It's impossible. Put me on if there's still new Benny Boom videos out there. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that was pretty much it for me. Like, I, the music, there was no surprises. Um, uh, the the late, I'm, why is, uh, that was my biggest question I had this for you. Why is no guidance still on here? Oh, it's from last year. Man, it seemed like that song came out two years ago. So much has happened. It seemed like this song was two years ago. That's a fact. Uh, maybe we got a lot of Drake and Chris Brown since then, but that was my biggest surprise. That <clears throat> they they put the no guidance in all in that category. I think it has two nominations. Man, mostly about- th- these award nominees are usually split right down the middle of what they got right and what they got wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, what they got right on here was having Griselda nominated for best group. Keep your no. ear to the street, BET. Whoever whoever said, hey, Griselda need to be on here for best group, thank you. We appreciate that. We know BET like to mail it in. Mm-hmm. You look at some of the female artist categories, Beyonce be in it, Trina be in it. <laughs> It'd be like, what? <laughs> like, why do y'all have these people in here and they ain't even put nothing out, dude? So yeah. somebody got their ear to the streets. Uh, Pop Smoke being nominated for best new artist. Uh, I thought that was uh, very respectable. Um, and the only thing they really just got wrong, the album of the year category is nuts. I'm talking about what the fuck. Album of the year, listen to the albums on album of the year. Because mm-hmm. I Love You, Lizzo. Mm-hmm. Homecoming, the live album, Beyonce. <laughs> what? I used to love her, her. Shout out to her. Fever, Meg Thee Stallion. Kirk, Kirk the, the baby. baby. And please excuse me for being anti-social Roddy Rich. Where is Born to Rap? Where's mm. Wale album? Where's the Dreamville album? Like what? Man, like, Why is Kirk James, on here? The baby, you know, my boy. James but come on, Wale bro. not gonna uh, get no nominations for album of the year. Why These not? The, they, 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 you got to put the big names in. This is BET's biggest show. 
So uh, this is probably a money maker. You don't want Dreamville. Like you need a face. People you know Cole. Fits. Yeah, but he's not coming. One. <laughs> so, like, That's probably they, true. He's not gonna be there. Uh, but okay, so of the people there, Lizzo, Megan Thee Stallion, Beyonce, her is probably gonna perform. Uh, the baby's gonna perform probably, and Roddy Rich is gonna win. I mean, yeah. first of all, who do you have? Who you have winning that? Uh, out of that, out of those names, probably Roddy Rich. And you would take out who and put what in? I would take all of them out and replace them with Born to Rap, Game, Dreamville, a Compilation, and Wale. Wow, that's crazy. Mm. Shout out to her, though. I, I understand they're mixing it up. It's not just hip-hop. I get it. Her and Lizzo, y'all can keep that. But that Fever, Megan Thee Stallion, that's not album of the year. That's not even the baby. That Kirk wasn't even his best album of last year. So It was. <laughs> Come on. Who you got for the best male R&B slash pop artists? Anderson Pack, mm. Chris Brown. Jacquees, Khalid, <laughs> The Weeknd, or Usher? <laughs> Come on, Usher? The Weeknd wins it. Easy, and Weeknd album was banking too, by the way. That's what? crazy. Man, I, motherfucker. I fuck with dude, though. Like, I, I ain't like, gonna lie. He be putting I out some good ass music. He'll be, uh, as far as, uh, he makes good music. He does good projects. All right, some more predictions. Best group, Chloe and Haley. Do you have to hear any more? Uh yeah, that's a, that's easy. You had me at Chloe and Haley. <laughs> I was gonna say like you should have just stopped me there, uh, but the rest of it is City Girls, Earth Gang, Griselda, Jack Boys, which I did not know was a group, oh, yeah. and Migos. I see, I see you, Jack Boys. Who do I you have winning you. that? I'm with Going the gang, 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 and Jack Chloe. Boys is straight through. However, Griselda, they, they actually they're definitely last in that group. What? Easy. Chloe and Haley, City Girls, Irvine, Griselda, Jack Boys, and Migos. You telling me that the Jack Boys ain't the last persons in that group? Absolutely. Now you got Travis Scott completely fucked up. Nah, I mean you just can't hang with nobody else in that group. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who's winning that? Who you have winning that? Uh Chloe this and Haley will win, but I, I think Griselda should that would be dope if they won, but that's not I gonna happen. To Griselda, yeah. I'd love to see that. But Chloe and Haley gonna win that in a wash. Um, Just, real quick, there's a couple of slam dunks on here. Best collaboration: Chris Brown, Drake. No guidance. That's the end of story. Even though that's so long ago, yeah, it won't uh, matter. You don't think the, the higher DJ Khaled and Nipsey Hussle gets any love right there? No. Okay. No. Best that, male hip hop artist: Drake, Future, Lil Baby, Roddy Rich, Travis Scott, Da Baby. This is they, a tough they one. Just don't give it to Drake, are they? Nah, they should. They shouldn't. And he could, he's like Jordan. He could win MVP every year. Let's be honest. I give you that because I was thinking the same thing. Uh, but I, it would probably go to Roddy. I think Roddy Rich had a bigger Yeah, Roddy Rich and the baby, they had bigger years, if we being honest. The baby, yeah. he's popping right now because he just dropped his album a couple weeks ago and he's hot right now. But Roddy so Rich said, last year was nuts. Uh, I think the baby's going to win that. Or, I mean, I mean, that too. I can see that. They're going to cheat because he's going to be there. He ain't got it. Like, he definitely going to be there. <laughs> if nobody else if in the no rap world is, is going to be there, the baby is Kirk is gonna be there. He one million percent gonna be there. All right, that's pretty much it. That's yeah, all. Uh, are game. you watching this? Absolutely not. Yeah. I don't watch it when people can be there. I definitely don't want to see the debacle that's gonna be a a stream BET show. I hope it works well though. I ain't gonna lie. I hope it does go great. Yeah. But uh, I'll catch the highlights. What about you? You you tuning into this? Yeah, I'll watch, man. I'll, I'll check it out. If I can watch the um, NBA horse uh, challenge, and I can watch the BET Awards. Oh, man. You need to watch, rough. watch The Wire, fam. Like, you can just watch The Wire now. Season two You'd be slow. caught up. No, season two is actually it's the third best season. <laughs> season three, season one, season two. That's it. That's In slow. order. Wire fans, get at me. At me, bro. What we got next? Is it me? That's on you, player. Right. Your man's clone Gucci. He's pissed. He's separating from Atlantic Records on July the 3rd because he said the label, they're polite racist. Based off everything in the rap game that's happening in Gucci man's past success, do you think this is a good or a bad move for him to leave Atlantic Records? I think it's a great move. Um, there's nothing more for Atlantic Records to do with Gucci man. He's established... He's got a thousand mixtapes. He's got two thousand albums. Um, mm -hmm. His fan base is set in stone. 
they're not going anywhere and he's not getting any new fans anytime soon. Um, I would, however, love for him to elaborate more on his statements. Um, he went on a rant on Twitter, like you said, calling Atlantic Records polite racist, as well as Gucci, the clothing brand, polite racist. And he asked artists to join him on strike from labels. <clears throat> I haven't seen anybody back him on this or seen him go into more detail. So like, I'm not sure where that's going to go, but him being independent, that makes all the sense in the world. But I would love to know what happened, though. Mm. Okay. Beats? All right. So the independent part is a no. That's a no-go for Gucci, man, at this stage in his career. Maybe earlier if he had more uh, leverage or some point like that. I think the reason that we still see Gucci Man albums when they drop is because he's on Atlantic Records. Uh, without Atlantic, I think he goes to a place uh, where E-40 is, mm. uh, a slim thug. And not to say that these guys ain't doing their thing, but you just it's, it's hard for them to get traction when they drop. Gucci, it ain't the same thing. Like, if Gucci Man put out a hit, it's going to go because of the Atlantic records behind him. And he's always capable of putting out that lemonade-type song. Just That's his style. And he's going to give you so – he's going to throw so much shit at the wall. You know I mean, some of it's going to catch. I don't think it's a good move for him to try to do that by himself because – I see him going back to the old Gucci with some of the stuff that I've seen lately. Like when he was on a basketball court. And I ain't saying that he wrong in any of this because I don't really know the context when he called a lady a cracker on the basketball court. Yeah, that was funny. I don't know the context. I heard him on uh, Big Bank Black's podcast. Uh, they were talking about a couple of things. He was, I ain't gonna say he was wilding, but it wasn't clone Gucci at all. It was nah. more similar to old Gucci. Nope. And now he's coming out with the closet races of Atlantic like there's not a lot of people are scared that he's not as stable as he was when he first got out and I'm not saying he's crazy or anything but that sporadicness scares your partner so I feel like staying at Atlantic would have been the best thing business wise for him because it's going to give him a lot of traction now to address what you said as far as um, the deets yeah I need some deets from what I've seen what he's talking about with Atlantic Records is the signing of the people like the Bad Barbies and bad some of the Bad Baby, whatever her name is. Some of the people or signings that we've questioned from Atlantic seem to be the root of what he's talking about. Them signing just people that are like, quote unquote, a minstrel show. Uh, they're not really talented. They're more so being signed because they're train wrecks. That's what he was alluding to, or that's where this uh, quote-unquote originated from what I've seen online, and then it just went from there as far as you guys are just putting these people out there to manipulate black culture. Mm. So that's where it started. I'm not sure where the thing came in with Gucci, probably because they don't cater to black people either. Uh, so maybe, you know, I don't know if he has a point or not, but I think that's where it started. What do you think about that? Um, you know, a bit more of the deets. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I, again, I don't know how that relates to Gucci, but if He's on Atlantic, and he didn't like the way that they were portraying other artists. Yeah, That's, but what? How does that? What does that make? How does that make them racist, though? That's what I'm trying to understand. Because he says they're doing that to get money from black people. You're, what is it called? That doesn't make them uh, racist. That makes them capitalists. Well, what is it called? Pandering? We're not pandering. What do people call it? Culture vulture. Oh, what's okay, the word? I see what you're saying. Culture uh, appropriation. appropriation. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, he, I mean, he's uh, saying that they yeah. culturally appropriate their music and artists and marketing geared towards a certain genre and not helping that genre. Well, if you remember, she was on Dr. Phil pre Atlantic Records doing the same thing that she's doing now. So <laughs> I don't know if they mean? built her. Atlantic Records had to give her a deal. No, nah, like, nah, they took it. We they, admittedly so say on this show <clears throat> some of the questionable signings that Atlantic Records does just based off the people not being talented. Yeah, but no, that, I, I understand that. So, I mean, Gucci Man takes that person. Cardi B is on Atlantic, though. They took her from being a personality and molded her into an artist. They thought they could do the same thing with Bad Baby for 14 year olds. I, I mean, that's. Bro, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't. I'd have to hear. I, I need more. I like. I don't. If that's the reason why he snapped off, then it's like, bro. Okay, I, I guess. Yeah, that, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's Gucci, man. He slapped. He snapped off for less, right? 
he snapped off actually in 07. Um, it was a lot less that he snapped off for. Actually, no, excuse me. Let me take that back. He, he's he been signed to Atlantic since 07, and he ran it on him in 2013 on Twitter. He shitted on the label execs and all of them, and then he apologized and said that the lean had him tripping. Um, he then resigned with them in 2016. So, um, he, in his in his tweets and shit, he hashtag Black Lives Matter though. I was like, bro, what? what this, take a cue from little baby, dude. Like, this is not how you get the attention to the movement, bro. Like, people are gonna be searching Black Lives Matter hashtags for relevant information. They're gonna come across you being mad at Atlantic Records, bro. Like, come on, fam. I mean, he letting them know that Black Lives Matter. There's some good artists on Atlantic too, though. I don't want to just sound like I'm shitting on Atlantic. They got some. Dope ass artist too. He, he, I don't know. I, I, I guess, man. Hey, he'll be alright though. His his contract was up anyway. They probably, so uh, he may not yeah, want to release it. July third. They said he's supposed to drop a a, a, a project the next day. Uh, once his contract is up, are you gonna like? What do you think this puts Gucci man though? Like, is he gonna be on the same level? Are you still gonna be seeing him as you did? Like he used to have like notoriety when he dropped. What is well, not not in these last five drops. He hasn't. No. I mean, you ain't listened to any one of those five? Bruh, he's... I think the last one I listened to when we was in Miami, bruh. Mm. And that that was fire. Let me be clear. What was it, like two years ago? Two, two and a half. Like, all them other ones, the El Glacier, El Ganto Glacier. <laughs> bruh, I'm not, I'm not listening to that, bruh. Like, come on, man. Uh, East Atlanta, Santa 8. And I, bruh, no, bruh. I'm done. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. He's going to find somebody new in Atlanta independently and leverage that to a new deal he's always good to get somebody in the cut he gonna be he gonna have the next new thing down here it's gonna be fucking with gucci man and he's gonna leverage that to get another deal maybe with atlantic again or whoever it may be but i think in my opinion that's what he's doing he probably already got this person in pocket he was talking about on big bank black podcast uh building up a new crew gucci man can Find artists that catch fire. So I feel like that he got a spade in his pocket and that's gonna be it. I can see that. I can see that. I wouldn't doubt it. Um before we get to the main topic at hand, where we will be kind of going over a first half of the year review, a little hip hop report card, so to speak. Um we've got Eminem man. So look, there's a YouTuber. His your name man's. is why yeah. you say your man's Eminem, yo man's Eminem. Not necessarily. Um no. there's a YouTuber named No Life Shack. And he made a video DMing 30 rappers asking who the greatest rapper of all time was. Mm. One of those DM'd artists was Eminem, who ended up responding on Twitter with the following answer. Again, the question was, who is the greatest rapper of all time? Eminem responded with, in no order, Wayne, Pac, Big, G-Rap, Redman, Jay, Royce, King Crooked, Tretch, LL, Nas, Joyner, Kendrick, Cole, Andre, Kane, and Rakim. Mm. So he gave him 40 artists to the answer to the question of who was the greatest rapper of all time was. He did not mention himself, by the way. Um, what do you rate this list? One to five reels. Man, that's not a bad list, man. But you got to knock a whole reel off for including Joyner Lucas on this list. Put some respect on his name. Come on, fam. Do you like read that and read that and then read like Joyner Lucas's name in comparison with the rest of the people on that list? Bars. Let's be serious, man. Let's call a spade a spade. Other than that, I think it was very insightful for him not to put himself on there. I think that would have been kind of people would have came at him for that. But Eminem, one thing that he's always been able to do, and that's read the room. This is a list is very conscious of the room. Uh, he's a hip hop historian. I think that he pays much respect to the game, and you can tell by this list. If I'm gonna rate the list one to five reels, I'm gonna give it four reels, one off because he did put Jordan Lucas yeah. on this. And look, he left out a couple. You know what I'm Ooh. saying? But yeah. look, he left out Ice Cube, Scarface, uh, Ti. But I mean, again, oh, I he, mean, he was only asked for one, so and he gave twenty. So he went above and beyond, you know what I mean? So I can't knock him. You're going to leave somebody off. Like, I, I think if you had an honest conversation so, with him and said, hey, do you think Cube is a legend? Obviously, he would say yes. He would say Scarface is a legend, obviously. Like, so, uh, you know, I, I don't knock him for that. I'll give him four reels as well. The list is fire. He had a good mix of OGs and, and 21st century artists, man. I can't be mad at that list. I'm not going to be. I'm not even going to lie to you. Mm, Even yeah. though Cool G rap is before my time, Big Daddy Kane is a little before my time. 
Trench, I just ref- didn't listen to. Naughty by Nature didn't come across my wavelength like that. But a lot everybody of else, I'm trench. on. Everybody, give, a lot of people give Trench a lot of credit. I wouldn't know. My 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 Naughty by Nature uh, <laughs> knowledge is is low. Um, I, 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 you, I, crooked eye. I guess you would say he's 21st century. I'm, I'm trying to figure out who you're talking about there. Yeah, nigga, niggas in the 2000 and up. What are you talking about? Kendrick. Well, crooked eye and Kendrick. That's all. Cole. Cole, okay, Royce. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I, I'm not taking I can't put TI on that list in front of anybody. I'm yeah, not you can. Yeah, you can. Well, Roy, I mean, Joyner Lucas, yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Crooked eye, honestly. You know, that's my boy. Crook well uh, You see he didn't put Joe Button on you. <laughs> <laughs> he don't like Joe Budden and that's funny. Uh do Crooked Eye rap better than T.I. though? Do he got better bars than T.I. in your Bar, opinion? If we're talking bars, possibly, but T.I. his career is barbecuing. But Eminem ain't listen to T.I. though. I, I would have What? He's done songs with him. What are you talking about? He don't about? listen to his music. I don't mean listen to his And that ain't that ain't no slight to T.I. Like if you're Eminem and you are, if I'm walking the studio, I could see him listening to all 20 of these people. I'm surprised he don't got your boy on there from Missouri. What's his name? Uh, Tech Nine? Yeah, I'm surprised Tech Nine ain't on here. But yeah, like this is a real Eminem list. So I couldn't see T.I. or Scarface. He probably think, like you said, Scarface is dope and that was a slip. He would take somebody off of Scarface, but I don't think that he putting T.I. or anybody up. I feel like he thinks T.I. is in his class. You don't see anybody else in his class. Mm. Okay, yeah. I mean, I see what you're saying. He ain't giving nobody else in his class no credit. That's one thing that I would take away from. Him. Yeah, and I might take an extra reel away because there was no Drake on here. That's blasphemous. Mm. Um, it's surprising that he didn't put Drake on there because yes. Drake gonna take it some way. He gonna get in his feelings. That's disrespectful. Drake gonna have, Drake gonna have at least four bars about this. I can't wait. <laughs> hopefully you they come you on your list you didn't think i was the greatest <laughs> <laughs> hey hopefully those bars get dropped in the second half of 2020 um which we'll talk to uh talk about in just a minute but we want to kind of hit this middle of the year we're in june it took us three years to get here um, how you feeling about hip-hop right now I'm feeling about hip hop the same way I'm feeling about everything else, man. It's just on pause right now. Sure. Like, are you excited? Do you think new things are coming? Are you scared that things aren't going to get back the same? No, things are. Listen, uh, if one more person says new normal, I think I'm going to pull my beard hair out. Um, (laughs) Things will be fine. What are your back hair? Or that or my chest hair. I'm pulling whatever hair that I have left on me out. If I keep if I hear one more person say new fucking normal. You out here looking like a was it things called? What are those things called? The people looking for Bigfoot, <laughs> like Bigfoot, <laughs> Harry and the Hendersons. Oh shit! But no, I think I think hip hop is on pause right now. Which I, you can look at it glass half full. That means the the, set, the third and fourth quarters may be nuts. Um, but we'll get to that though. What do you think about some of these um, top selling albums so far? Any surprises on the list? We have a top ten list right here. Okay, yeah, we got Russ at ten doing the Shake Show. I'm surprised Moneybag Yo was at nine. Mm. Uh, his number nine was Time Served by Moneybag Yo. Number eight, Young Boy Never Broke Again, still flexing, still stepping. Oh Not God. surprised by that at all. He got the new wave. A Boogie with the hoodie, Artist 2.0. When I tell you I haven't listened to a A Boogie song, a A Boogie song. Man, I know it's been a year and a half, so I wasn't even aware that this came out. So that's not surprising to me. Lil Wayne with Funeral, I'm surprised that that it's made it this high. He still has a as a legacy act, still doing his thing. Jack Boys, Travis Scott at five. I'll see you, boy. Number four, Mac Miller's with Circles. Rest in Bigger peace. fan base than I re- remember. Yeah, rest in peace to Mac Miller. But every time I see him put a project out, I think it's two to three since he's died. It's been doing a lot of things online and does a lot well, so I wasn't surprised to see that at four. Three, little baby, my turn. Uh, I'll call that. So oh my God. I wasn't surprised at that at all. <laughs> Surprise Eminem at two, music to be murdered by. Uh, I guess because of the name Eminem that he still puts up these type of numbers where he went 279 his first week. Um, I, I didn't expect it to be two. 
I would maybe expect it to be eight. But I mean, it goes to show how much of the needle that he still actually moves. Uh, so shout out to him, man. And number one, little easy, little excuse, ugh, little Uzi Vert, Eternal Awake. He did two hundred and eighty eight first week. Not gonna lie, I knew he was the new generation's main point guard, leading the charge, quarterback. Uh, but I didn't think two hundred and eighty eight thousand. And then he came again, I think, and dropped like a hundred and some thousand the next week. So, man, shout out to Lil Uzi. That was a very surprising for me. Of those 10 that I named, what surprised you the most? Yeah, man, the highest-selling albums is crazy. Um, I, I don't know how much we put into this nowadays, though, with streaming. And honestly, gun to my head, I can't tell you how this shit is calculated. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think my biggest takeaway was Lil Baby not only having an impact in the streets, but the numbers and the sales room numbers are reflecting uh, his growing brand as well. So that... He's rounding himself into a a nice presence in the rap game. You got the numbers, you got the street cred, you got the joints on the radio, you got the bangers that niggas riding by and the whips listening to. Like he's covering all bases right now. So shout out to him. I also thought it was interesting they did not add Drake to this list. I guess his project was considered a mixtape. You um, always interesting that Drake's name isn't somewhere. Yeah, he did two twenty six. Um, shout out to oh him my God. doing Do that on a mixtape. No, it's a mixtape. They're yeah. old songs. Two twenty six. It, it doesn't qualify. We understand it's Drake. Dark <laughs> Lane tapes. It. God damn it. Get out of here. Um, and then also M M and Wayne still moving the needle. Um, that's still a thing. I, I don't know if that's gonna go away anytime soon. Wayne sounded rejuvenated on that funeral. He just re released it by the way too. What about six or seven extra joints? Mm-hmm. Um. And Eminem was cool. Again, he has some of the – we talked about this on an episode or two ago. His fan base is ridiculous. Um, we got murdered in the YouTube comments for our Eminem review, and we didn't even go that hard on it. I, like, I don't even understand. Like, they we they murdered us for not sucking them off in the fucking review, dude. So I'm like, okay. So that doesn't surprise me at all. He might have just streaming farms of people just listening to it while they go to sleep and shit. That wouldn't surprise me at all. So um, it's just interesting, man. It's always interesting to see the numbers, even though, again, I don't know how to calculate this shit. It's not like people going to the Best Buy no more, but it's still interesting to see who's doing what, man. Mm, True. I agree with you. So based off that top 10 list, Taking it in another direction. This is a broad category, so you don't think you have to be nailed down and, and answer it. What's your most impressive performance of the first half of the year? It could be an album, somebody's flow, producer has caught your ear. What What's impressed you the most about the first half of hip-hop this year? Man, even though this year has been relatively slow or, mm-hmm. or slowed down, from the expectations that we had going in, uh, there's still some heat. And I was still impressed by a few things. I thought Royce Five-Nine's Allegory album was complete and utter flames. Um, I listened to him on the T.I. podcast. He talked about producing the entire album. That's nuts, considering he just learned how to make beats. I want to say like a year ago, he said. Um, so that's fucking incredible. Um, They're good beats, but you also can tell that he just started making beats. If that makes sense. No, for sure. No, you can, but it wasn't. It wasn't one of those situations where I listened to and I was like, man, because you know you listen to Cole old shit. You were like, man, he needs somebody in there with to make them beats for him, bro. Yeah, Royce did his thing on the beats though. You you could tell he knew what he wanted to do. Exactly. To experiment a lot because he just not learning, but you could tell he knew what he wanted to do. And that. It didn't take away from anything. It didn't distract me from the project. So I thought that was dope. I also was impressed by Gangsta Gibbs. His winning streak continues. That Alfredo is complete flames. Him and Alchemist. No, what? This is his best album, easily. Man, listen. He's he's gotten three or four rings in a row. Like You want to talk about cooking with hot grease? He's in his bag. He's found his lane. Um, This was not planned... Well, well, let me say this. It wasn't expected. It was We didn't go into the year knowing that Alchemist and Gibbs were working on some. We got like a three days heads up, and then it came you did. out. I called this. What? I told you. I said that an artist like Freddie Gibbs would capitalize off a year like this when nobody's doing nothing and it's quiet. I said that. I don't recall. 
and Dave East, but Dave East didn't come through. He got something on the way though. He got a mixtape on the way. Too late. Um, <laughs> that's funny as fuck. Then real quick, I got two sleepers though. Okay. Um, Cy already kid. It was unwritten. That came out in the first month of the year, and it should is still incredible to this day. Um, extremely underrated, under the radar. And then Pop Smoke's Meet the Woo Two. I listened to that to this day too. It had a lot of heat on it. Bangers and the whip. I was really feeling that drill, New York sound. Uh, gone too soon. He's got a new project on the way as well. But that Meet the Woo Two was banging, man. I, he showed a lot of promise on there. So this year has had some good moments, despite you know the the quarantine and the bad vibes going on in the world. It still it still has some good moments, man. What has kind of stood out to you? Uh, I discovered Bodie James this year. That's really that price of tea in China with the aforementioned alchemist. Flames. Of fire. Hey, nigga sleeping on alchemist, bro. Real low key. They killing it out here. Because that Conway banging too. That's a fact. And that goes into my next most important. Well, more to Bodie James. I listened to uh, him on No Jumpers podcast. That was a really good interview. I think it was old, though. But, you know, I'm new to this guy, so it was really a cool interview to listen to him. But that price of tea in China was very impressive. And like you said, Alchemist killing it. Yeah. Um, specifically from Griselda, as you mentioned, Conway. Conway has came. Conway ain't playing no games. I like that Lulu project. I think he's been doing his thing this year. And I think that it's going to be big for him. Uh, he's he's kind of solidified himself as the bar for bar as the nigga to be in the rap game. Mm. I too was impressed by that allegory, Royce the Five Nine. Uh, actually, not even just that. What's more, even impressive in that album is fire. Please don't take it away from what I'm about to say that this album wasn't fire. I've been more impressed by his press run. And nigga has had great conversations with the Joe Buttons podcast, with the Breakfast Club. Mm -hmm. You said Ti. All of them are insightful. He's talking about you know him being sober and how much you like. It's just really good information from that what we call what we call a contemporary hip hop, like that age group of ours, just an adult. Yeah, it's good to hear an adult go on a press run and talk about a dope hip hop album. It's just refreshing for me to see. May not be for everybody, but I liked it. And yeah. real quick though, Royce. Royce, like you said, he gives really good interviews because he seems like somebody who actually he I don't think he's a fan of having to be like a rapper. You know, sometimes the job part of being sure. a rapper gets on people's nerves. Yep. But when he gets comfortable in an interview, like he gives really good information and really like insightful <laughs> shit, thought provoking shit. And that's cool to see. And yeah, you, when, like you said, once he gets comfortable, he like just lets you in. Like the whole Dre story that he tell, tells in the interviews, man, that mm -hmm. shit. I fucked with Royce this whole year. Uh, Lil Baby, that's my guy. I think he's living up to my expectations. And I thought sometimes we come over here and we predict people were wrong. My blue face most oh recent. Oh, my God. <laughs> but it, feel, it makes you feel good. Like I said, when I seen him the first time on The Breakfast Club and just how he carried himself, I... I Felt like that he would be a voice of the new generation, and he's living up to that, and he's doing it well, man. So I've been very impressed by that, um, and that's what has impressed me for this first half, man. So like Conway spitting, little baby's impact, Royce the Five Nine, just how he's carrying himself. Being, I think he's carrying the torch for like the new school of that age of hip hop, or that age of older school hip hop in his age group. So those have been some impressive things for me. My my rapper of 2020, though, even though I'm fucking with Conway Heavy, is, is Benny the Butcher, though. That's my oh, rapper so Conway. far. I, he, me Conway, man. he has obliterated everything he has been on, like completely demolished shit. Um, he, he, he's on a killing spree right now, and I am dying for an original LP, 14 songs, Stop Cheating Me With These EPs and shit. I need the full Benny the Butcher project ASAPington because he is on a roll right now. He's my rapper of 2020, bars-wise. Just speaking. Mm. I got it. Well, I, I prefer Conway at this moment, but I see where you're coming from. Benny do murder shit. Butcher coming nigga. With that being said, what are your what are you waiting for in 2020? What are you waiting for for the next half? Hold on. Can I say something I was unimpressed with, though? Let's hear it. Actually, the one more impressed. I was impressed by Drake. For a nigga to be able to have this much traction, just using old songs and 
rapping on song cry like it's very impressive he continued his chokehold on the game so that's impressive that without tape, that tape is actually pretty good though it is it, i ain't mad at it at all yeah, but you know good. like it ain't no new songs to be able to drop that do 250 and like nigga i'm chilling just this is a premiere of my house i just want you to see my house on youtube the embassy nigga and i'm out i think that's pretty impressive technically those were new songs it was like three we had heard before but it's all good all of those were old songs um what did impress you? I was unimpressed with the J Electronica album that came and went. That was mm. a moment that we've been waiting on for a hundred years. That was a fart in the wind. And that shit, hey, listen, here today, gone tomorrow. And I'm not saying it's trash. I'm not saying it was whack. I'm just saying the moment itself, for it to be built up to be something so major and for us to be waiting so long, I don't know if having Jay-Z on every song was the cheat code that, that backfired, but the momentum just, it, it just ran out of steam dumb quick, man. I don't know if it's bad timing with the COVID and shit. I don't know, man, but it, that was, that left me unimpressed, man. Maybe, maybe I'll run it back in a month and maybe it'll hit different. I don't know, but damn, it's still, it's still a solid body of work. It just, the impact was just non-existent. Mm. Do you think Jay-Z could miss on a solo album like that in 2020? Absolutely not. <laughs> Hell no. Nah, oh, bro. I, I was listening to 444. Shout out DP. I was listening to 444 earlier today, man. That Marcy Me almost brought me down to tears, nigga. That shit still hit. Is banging. You're right about that. Um, But, like you said, what are we looking for the second half of the, uh, mm-hmm. of the uh, year? Um, I am waiting for the A-listers to come out and play. Uh, once these arenas get the green light to open up and people start feeling more comfortable getting out the crib, uh. that's when the bombs will drop. We'll get a real Drake project, maybe a Kendrick, maybe a Cole, Big Sean, maybe a Kanye. We'll have some A-listers come out and play and balance out. Look look at all the people we named that we were impressed with. We didn't name no big-time A-listers. I mean, with the exception of, like, little Baby, he's growing. But we're talking Freddie Gibbs and Royster 59 and Sayari and, like, they're, these are to a certain extent like these are b-side artists you know what i'm saying like they're not on all on the radio like that like so the big dogs will come out to play in this third and fourth quarter again depending on how covid and how people react to that type of shit people are out right now man so people are out right now people are out the, hell yeah like, people are out bro shit is opening up fucking best uh, buy is opening back up nigga like shit is opening nobody up in stadiums though said that's rough uh, arenas is rough i don't think no stadium or clubs are people going to clubs clubs are open right now yeah hell yeah Jesus. you gotta be a sicko to go to a club right now motherfuckers is in the club bro that's like sick. 50 like <laughs> what are you looking forward to <laughs> Man, I am looking forward to you hit the nail on the head uh, with what you just said as far as uh, the A-list people. I'm expecting something from Drake. I want to see that. I want to see Big Sean come out and kill him. I want to see J. Cole hit him with the fall off. Um, That's what I'm really expecting to turn this year around and kind of give us something to look forward to going into 21 and kind of turn 2020 around and make it better than it has been a-list rappers doing a-list music having fun not sure if not having the stadiums there is going to affect them because they want to go on tour but i do expect a kendrick lamar i do expect a second round from Pusha t like i want these people to come out and play as you said and, and kind of put a spin on the game get back to uh the new new way of doing stuff and how they're going to drop their albums and whatever they have to figure out if they're not going to have tours. I can't wait to see that. Uh, so my biggest thing would be the A-listers coming out to play. My biggest thing would be the bars that we're here to see, some of the big projects, how they handle doing the concerts and how they handle, even working with some of the people who have able to get traction now. Freddie Gibbs, I feel like, has made a bigger name for himself. I want to see him work with more people. See, can I get Freddie Gibbs on something uh, with the A-list people that are going to be coming out because they respect his flow now? Uh, but I definitely can't wait to see Kendrick Lamar and how he reacts. That's my number one. I have a bold prediction, which we're getting to right now for the second half of 2020. Okay. And it goes right along with your number one wish list. We're not getting no Kendrick, bro, in 2020. Did you know mm. that? 
And he was on deck for it. He was supposed to headline Coachella. You know what that means. That means a new project was going to come out right before that so he could have new material to do. Coachella's canceled. Yes. Mm. I think that Coachella will be back on for next year, and I think he'll wait and just do what he was going to do in 2020 and 2021. That's my bold prediction. Why do you think that? What makes you think that? Like because you think he, he's too big of an artist. He makes music that he has to go and tour off of. It's too much writing on that. Okay. So it's you think much. that he you think that him putting an album out now it can't be well not can't be successful, but he wouldn't get the return he would be able to get because he's not gonna be able to tour and you don't think that T D E would want to do that. Uh, no, I think they're too calculated for that. I think they're they're into the big events and they had a huge year lined up to him headlining Coachella with a new album. Like he was about to run the year mm. with that. And that COVID put a stop to all of that. I think they're like, fuck it. We've been sitting out this long. People are just, are thinking about other things right now. Anyway, let's hit the reset button and do it again next year. I, I in my opinion, I think that's what they're going to do. Now I would uh. prefer a Kendrick album tomorrow. I think it would, it would more likely be in line with what's going on right now. And it may be perfect for the time that we're in. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to wait till next year. I disagree with you. Mm. I think this is the Cold War, and Kendrick is going to be waiting on Drake, and Drake is going to be waiting on Cole, and Cole going to be waiting on Drake, and Kendrick going to be waiting on Cole. And whoever moves first, I think it's going to open the floodgates. Somebody will have to have the nuts to move first, though. But – Similar to the NBA, NFL, the leagues getting back started, they're kind of trying to test it out. Who's going to be the first to do it? I think as soon as we see a big name artist do it, and then I'm talking about within weeks, mm. next, next one, next one. So I feel like somebody's going to break that ice. The person playing with the most house money, I feel like will be Cole. He usually does the no features thing. He usually. He, he he can rap in time capsules pretty good. This seems like a great moment to catch. Mm. So I feel like he could put together something similar to a 2014 Forest Hills Drive, something similar to a For Your Eyes Only that pertains to everything going on now. That hit big. Then you see, based off his marketing campaign, based off his rollout, a Kendrick come because they know it's possible. Then you see a Drake come because they know it's possible. Those artists, like you said, that are pending on those big tours and those big events kind of probably play off Cole and what he's able to do to generate money because I think that he's in the forefront. HBO documentaries, all of the different things that, that he usually does when he drops, he can take the most advantage of this. Then him taking advantage of this, is going to cause the shockwave, well, not shockwaves, but cause the reaction of other people to come out. So I would disagree and say that it's going to start the Cold War right now. You got Cold in the uh, in the war room, planning, plotting, strategizing. He hits first, then Kendrick, then Drake. And I, I will about, say this too, though. I would say Drake you know, about Christmas. Um, if here's the thing too, mm-hmm. Kendrick's album was supposedly done and ready to ready to go. After all that's happened, mm. there's no way that he is going to put that out, that project out without mention or without some type of tone reflecting of the times. That's rough right there. It's impossible. He has to go back and redo some of it so that it, it's more on point. with Because we don't know what direction he was going to go in. So let me ask you this. Let's say you are top dog or you are punch. You over at TDE. You control the flow. What if Kendrick is like, because we know how long he takes to work on albums. He ain't going in there and doing shit in two weeks. That nigga was like, man, I spent the last year and a half, two years working on this, and we got to scrap it? You think that Kendrick would be cool with that? It Maybe not scrap the entire project, but you need to tweak it. Mm. You need to tweak it, bro. Like, you'd have to. It... If Kendrick came out with an album tomorrow that had been made no mention of any of the tone that's going on right now, it wouldn't even say, it wouldn't even hit right, bro. People would be disappointed. People Man, would, be disappointed. would be like, damn, K Dot. Like, like you see how Run the Jewels shit, how that fit that they knew to drop it right now. <laughs> that yeah. shit is, yeah. they've they been talking about that shit for two they, years. Yeah, they pushed that release date up. So that 
the, the same way they, they knew that that fit this tone, TDE is too smart. They understand tone. They understand the climate. They are going to make adjustments to that album because it was already ready to go. They said it had more rock influence. All that scrapped. I'm telling you, scrapped. Scrappy do. That's in the recycling bin, my nigga. They got 15 fresh new joints, bro. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, maybe that happens. Maybe we get that as a mixtape or something like that. Uh, maybe he drops what he has to redo first, and then they give him a mixtape. But I could see that. But that man, that, that, that's a lot of work. It seems like for him to be scrapped out. But it my is. prediction. Go ahead. No, no. What, what's your prediction? That was my prediction. Uh, that we have the first of the big dogs to strike being J. Cole, and then you get the floodgates opening from there. But I do think that we will see those guys. Uh, I, I think that they're going to want to step up and give people something. I won't say to be happy about, but just give people something to consume during what everything is going on. And I think it'll start with Cole, and then you'll get that big dog effect. Then it hit Kendrick and then Drake around Christmas. Y'all let us know what y'all think, man. Go to Facebook in the Rap Chat group. Let us know who do you think will strike first. Will the big three drop in 2020, Drake, Kendrick, and Cole? Let us know what y'all think, man. Um, we got some winners and some losers, man. What we got? We definitely have some winners and losers for episode 353 of the On Deck TV podcast. First off, we're going to put a W out there to Method Man. He has a brand new cannabis strain, man. It's supposed to be the luxury brand of cannabis. Shout out to Method Man. It's a W out there. A lot of rappers exploring this space. What do you think about that? Yeah, and that's a smart play. Um, mm. You want to get in that arena right now because that's only going to grow uh, what's, do, we say, do we know the name of the strain? Did he got a cool name for it? Um, do we have a cool name? I think it's called M-E-T-H-O-D Man uh, Well actually he launched a firm And it supports black entrepreneurs Who are in the cannabis world The fuck? So, That's different from be, a strain yeah, man. It, is. it is different from a strain So Shout out to him for having the whole firm He's wow. boosting other black-owned cannabis companies. So if you're black-owned and you're in the cannabis world, holler at Method Man. He's going to be the plug. He's kind of like a venture capitalist in that area. Nah, that's yep. even better than having a strain player. And he's working with Empire Cannabis Strain, Litco, Burner, who we know, and Blunts Plus More. Those are the four brands that he's working with right now. Shout out to Method Man. What else mm -hmm. we got? Next on the wins and losses, we got a big L to your mans. Mr. Twitter Fingers himself, Meek Mill, trying to cap Cape for B. Simone, and he gets Twitter roasted again. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So B. Simone got a target on her back right now. I don't know too much about her. I just know what the couple of skits yeah, that she do with Desi. Yeah. Yeah, you got the book. I I don't have that book. I did see the book. The book was yeah, nuts. Wrote it. People were wearing her out for the book. He wrote the book. Absolutely not. But she's not on my radar like that. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna be all the way honest. And I don't. I didn't know she was on Meek Mill radar either. But he that's was trying to cape. Big boy L. Yeah, that's why I said L. Um, to cut you off, that's why. That's exactly why it's an L, man. Meek Mill is bigger than this. No, I know disrespect to be Simone, but man, she got her own. She got to carry her own problems, man. Why Meek Mill trying to swoop down to save her? I have no idea. Why does you? Why do you care who we are canceling and all of these things? Like Big, Big Meek Mill should be speaking to a lot bigger things right about now. So that's an L. Yeah, man. What else we got? Continuing on a W to the brat. Did you know the brat came out? And she's now able to live her truth. Man, shout out to the Brat man for knowing what we've been knowing for 25 years. <laughs> man, fool, listen, they said the Brat came out. I was like, what was this, a, a 95 headline? Fam, who did not know the Brat was gay? Yeah, come on, Brad. You've been living your truth for a very long time. <laughs> we've known it. You've known it. It's all good. Nobody cares. Shout oh, out to the Brat, underrated shit. rapper, though. I think if she had a whole thing and she like got everybody together and she's like, I just want to let y'all know. I'm gay. Who like what? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! No oh, shit. Just, All right, and a big W, man. Ice Cube, man. This past week he celebrated a birthday, and he also celebrated not giving a fuck on Twitter. He called everybody out. You ain't check uh, if you ain't checked Ice Cube's Twitter feed. Please go see that. 
Ice Cube has been going ham. Shaking life. These last three, four, five days. His feed been going nuts. I apologize to him for coming on here and saying he should have went on coming to America. I mean, coming Good Morning America. Because uh, if it's what he had loaded up, please, I'm glad that he didn't <laughs> make it to Good Morning America. Because they would have they shot him when he got outside, man. <laughs> they they would have took my boy out, man. So I appreciate him putting it in these tweet streets, though, man. Let us let us get the truth out there, Q. We appreciate you, brother. Happy birthday to you, belated. Absolutely, man. Hey, on Decker of the Week, um, I since it's the anniversary of the 300 show last year in Atlanta, man, I wanted to give a special shout out to everybody who showed love on our Instagram today on Deck TV podcast, and also a throwback uh, nod to those who were able to attend. Man, we had a great great time it was a very nice celebration i'm still i'm still mad i didn't i wasn't eating chicken back then so i didn't get to partake in none of the wings that y'all bought see yeah yeah we, we were on duty so we really couldn't go in like we wanted to but it was a great time good to look through those pictures and shout out to everybody that pulled up man for real yeah, well, it was definitely a great time. We enjoyed it. We're going to try to do a lot more of that stuff. We planned on it for this year, uh, but COVID threw us a curveball. We're going to keep on creating and put that content out there for you, though. Uh, we appreciate you guys checking in for all 300 and however many episodes that we're on now, 53, 353. Uh, we're going to do this a long time, and we can hope you guys continue to support. Absolutely, man. You got something to put me on. Do I have something to put you on? Yes. I sent you guys, you already know about this because I put it in the group chat, but it's another podcast. And this podcast is from my guy, Larry Wilmore. He interviewed the lady that did the the, the Netflix documentary 13, talking about the 13th Amendment. And I thought that was absolutely amazing. Uh, reason being, she talked more about the history of the slave. Oh, excuse me, she did 1619. She did the 1619 podcast and she talked more about the slave trade and the history of it. A lot of stuff that I didn't know and um, made me do some additional research. It's really good. And it, it helped me out this week as far as figuring some stuff out that I had wondered about for a long time as far as slavery. So you guys go check out Larry Wilmore's latest podcast. I think it's called Black on the Air. Yeah, yeah. No, that was a solid podcast for sure. Um, I'm going to put you on that Dave Chappelle. Go ahead. Oh, the Dave Chappelle, go ahead. Yeah, I was yeah. just going to tell her, but her name was Nicole Hannah-Jones. Okay, shout out to Nicole Hannah-Jones. That was a dope episode. Um, yeah. Shout out to Dave Chappelle, man. That 8 minutes and 46 seconds special is complete mm. flames. Um, I thought that was very appropriate, obviously, for the time that we're going through. Um, the, he's probably, and he mentioned this in the stand-up, he's probably the first comedy act to hold something during these times right here, so... I thought that was a very smart play. I thought the way that he shot it and did it was very smart. Um, did you his, like it? I did. I thought his his storytelling is second to none. Um, he is able to weave his stories together when you don't quite know where they're going. Um, he's a master at that. Uh, I, I I thought it was great. I watched it twice. Um, I, I loved how he how he responded to Don Lemon. Uh, it it was dope, man. I like it wasn't. It was less on the jokes. This was more just on some real talk from his perspective, and I thought it was effective, man. This shit was dope. If you haven't seen that, check it out. It's everywhere: YouTube, IG, Netflix, the whole nine. Yep, it was really good. I enjoyed that myself. Uh, I like the way that he was able to uh, be like address the issues in like I could say in his comfortable space. He was able to be vulnerable, and I think people really appreciated that. He like let people know how he feel. He wasn't just trying to be funny. I uh, just was talking to people. Just I, I feel like that was dope. How raw it was. Really good special needs to be checked out. Absolutely, man. Um, also, too, man, if you want a good interview, Ahmad Rashad. Is mm. on Bomani Jones podcast. Really good. Oh, he got good Jordan stores. Tough. Yeah. So he checked that out. I can see that. Mm -hmm. Um, hey man, y'all keep in touch, man. Look, on deck TV podcast on IG, uh, iTunes, leave a comment in these quarantine times. Let us know how you feel about what's popping. Uh realville.com. 
excuse me, realvillemedia.com, youtube.com slash realville. We're looking to have some more content coming soon. Keep your eyes on these IGs as well. Uh, and we appreciate everybody hanging in with us, though. Yes, yeah, sure. We are out. Hollow.